All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Docs Sportscast again tonight. So we are going to be, or today, uh, so we're going to be talking about uh, a couple of topics here in the NBA. Obviously, the NBA Finals is heating up as the Western Conference Finals and the Eastern Conference Finals are set with the two teams. Uh, We did talk about the Phoenix Suns and Clippers uh, game one in the last podcast. We'll talk a little bit, give an update on the game tonight as this is being recorded during game two of that series. But we will also talk about uh, kind of a preview for the um, Hawks Bucks coming up, um, and that's the reason for the title. Is uh, we we've got two main topics to discuss, and that's uh, trust the regress for the Sixers because for so many years it's been trusting in the process, and now <laughs> you really got your the only thing you can trust is that Ben Simmons is going to regress. Um, that's the only thing that we've seen that you can actually trust over time. So um, that's going to be one of the topics is talking about the Sixers, the Ben Simmons dilemma. As as many of you know, that is a big thing going on right now. And if you don't know, we'll we'll give you an update on it and kind of share our thoughts with it. And then the next one is the Bucks stops the Hawks here, right? Um, I think that, uh, <laughs> that this is definitely going to happen. I, I, I don't see Atlanta having a chance in this series, but uh, we'll talk about some of the different reasons that we feel the Bucks should be favored in this series and kind of kind of go from there. But with that being said, let's uh, go ahead and jump into it here. First off is Sixers' process has turned into regress, okay? Now, Here's the thing, uh, for those of you who don't know, which I'm sure most of you who listen to this podcast are aware, but the Sixers had a process, right? So over the years, they tanked and tanked, and they, they did everything they could to, to load up on draft picks, to you know just get as much raw talent, high draft picks as they could, uh, you know, as many phenom-type players as they could get, Um. And they did. They did very well. You know, they had a ton of great players um, come through there. A ton of high draft picks. You know, Markel Fultz was a high draft pick. Michael Carter Williams, high draft pick. Um, ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. You know, so you had all these different guys who were really high draft picks. Um, I think there's another one, maybe two in there. I'm not even listing. But um, <clears throat> basically, over time, they used those picks um, and those players from those picks. Uh, in, in various trades, things like that. They've kept two of those main featured players, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, um, and they traded traded a couple of them away to other teams in Markel Fultz and Mark Carter-Williams. So with that being said, the process was, and this is what they told all their fans, trust our process, trust what we're doing, trust what we're doing. It's going to take a few years, but we are going to be a championship caliber team you know, in a few years after we have these horrible seasons and we plan to have horrible seasons you know and so they ask the fans to trust them right here's the thing guys the process is over the process is over and now it's put up or shut up time for the Sixers you've you've done the process you've got your team built you've made runs uh, you've been very consistently uh, good teams in the Eastern Conference you know for the past two three seasons now and so the process is over, and the Sixers team president has come out, uh, and he said um, that he's confused as to why people are saying that they are in so much trouble. 
he's confused as why people are saying that they have a they're in a bad situation right now and so many people are saying this he he's confused he doesn't understand it he doesn't get it right here's the thing guys if i i don't understand how he can't understand that because the challenge here is you made this promise to your fans you've never made it to eastern conference finals with this process and it's it's over now the process is over your team is what it is and it can get a little bit better here and there depending on the role players you put in and you know how your players develop and things like that but the challenge is that those players aren't developing so the process is now time for you to make up on those promises to your fans and of course they're going to be upset with you because you haven't held to your promise so Ben Simmons was given a lengthy contract extension and has hugely regressed since then. You know, if you go back and look at his summer leagues and things like that, back when he was playing really early on, he was trying jump shots in the perimeter. He was trying to get a jump shot. He was working on that. Okay, he was in the gym making those efforts. And then what happens is he gets a big contract extension. He doesn't want to play in the summer. He doesn't want to be in the gym in the summer. He wants to chill in Miami after they lose to Miami last year, uh, you know, with the Kardashians and crap. Like, that, that that's a crap that he's – that's valid. That's actually valid. It's factual that that was reported. Um, he was hanging out with the Kardashians and crap down there in Miami. I mean, guys, it's a joke. It's a joke. And when you got a guy like Jimmy Butler who went there and said he couldn't stand playing with that guy, Jimmy Butler is an easy-going guy. Jimmy Butler is a guy that he will play with whoever will go out there and put their effort on the court. He not, he's not going to care. He's not going to care if you you know make a mistake or do something wrong as long as you put in the time and the effort and you give it your all. Okay, so clearly Ben Simmons has a problem with him, and that tells me because of the way uh, – not Ben Simmons, but Jimmy Butler has a problem with Ben Simmons, and that tells me that that's probably because Ben Simmons just doesn't care enough, doesn't put in the effort, thinks he's got everything, right? So anyway, back to this. The reason for the concern, okay, and the Sixers team president, he said that, you know, 25 to 26 teams would love to be in our position. I don't understand why people are so upset with us and think we're in a bad situation right now. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that would like to be in your position, but you set yourself up to deliver on a promise right now that you haven't. So maybe you should have not made that promise to your fans. You shouldn't have asked them to trust this process and then you couldn't deliver um, because this is going to be you know five, six years after the process started. So the reason for the concern of your fans isn't because you're not in a good place. You are in a very good place. You, you are. Because you will have great regular season teams. You will continue to have great regular season teams. But you're going to be exposed in the playoffs. And your player development isn't going to elevate your team anymore because player development isn't happening. Joel Embiid, if he's progressing, he's doing it on his own. Because Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris, they're not progressing and getting any better. I don't see that happening. The best players that make a big impact and look to be really good for your team are the guys that come in from, as free agents. You know, Seth Curry stepped up and played better than Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris in the postseason. What does that tell me? <laughs> they were on teams that helped them become really good players, and they weren't in Philadelphia where, you know, 
they don't they don't help you grow they don't help you develop to be the best that you can be at any point so the pressure is for a title and so the problem that your fans have and the reason all that pressure is there is because not because you're not in a good situation not because you're going to have not going to have a great team it's because you will be exposed in the playoffs you will not be able to win a championship with the team you have the way it is right now. You need someone to really work with your team, to really help develop your team, and progress a lot of the players to the next level of their career. Okay? And that main, the main one is Ben Simmons. If you just fix that, you could be a championship caliber team. But there's been nothing to help him develop in his game. And everyone has basically just said, okay, we know what you are, and we're just going to leave it at that. No, you, that, you can't do that. You challenge players. You challenge them to be the best that they can be. You challenge them to get better in the areas they're weak at. That's what you should be, always be doing. And that's what your coaches should always be doing. So the fact that you have been okay with this and are just like, oh, you're not going to be an offensive guy. We're just going to let you play defense. That's just absolutely atrocious. You can't do that, okay? And the reason people are scared about Ben Simmons, okay? Here's here's the thing you got to understand. You got to think about, and I'm talking specifically to the Sixers team president here. What you have to understand is the reason that people are worried and the reason that people are very scared right now about the situation you are in is because they're worried that he will end up just like things that we've seen from other phenom players, okay? There's been generational supposedly generational players come out there's been players that have come into the league and they're supposed to be the next great thing they're so athletically physically gifted and they're supposed to be you know the the next lebron james or whatever okay dwight howard michael beasley demarcus cousins like those were three guys that came in the league and were super athletic they you know, could do some crazy things in college. I mean, they were really high draft picks because of the way they dominated in college. And the sky was supposed to be the limit for these guys when they went to the NBA. And sure, every one of them had decent rookie years. Some of them had decent second, third years, things like that. But ever, but ever since they were in the league, they started declining and declining and declining in their skill sets. They became more and more of... Okay, this is what you are. And instead of being three things when they came in the league, they became two. Then they became one. And then they just became another role player on teams. Or they're not even in the league anymore like Michael Beasley. Okay? This is the problem. And this is what people are worried about because Ben Simmons came in the league and everybody said he's athletic. He can he can pass the ball. He can he can get up and down a court and transition. He can play great defense. Okay, all you got to do is get this guy a jump shot and help him understand offensive skills, right? You got to help him understand, like, the flow of offense, offensive awareness. And you get him there, he's going to be one of the greats. And that's, that's, that's accurate. I'm not going to contest that. But <laughs> no one has helped him. No one has worked on anything with him. He needs to be taking jump shots every day at practice. He needs to be taking free throws every day at practice, and he needs to get to that next level that some of these guys ha have done in the past. You've seen tons of guys come in the league and not have a jump shot, and then they get one. Tony Parker, he developed a jump shot in San Antonio. Okay, 
I mean, for God's sakes, Rajon Rondo has a decent jump shot now, and he couldn't shoot for anything when he came out of Kentucky, okay? And, and you know, he worked on that. He worked on his game when he was in the, in the NBA to be able to continue being on rosters when some of his athleticism diminished with age. But this, again, if you think about it, guys, okay, and I'll go ahead and, and kind of jump off the Ben Simmons thing um, as far as far as talking to the president and helping understand, like, look, dude, the, you, there's a big reason why people are worried and concerned right now. You need to understand that. Moving away from talking about the president and talking about the team overall, okay, this is exactly why. I've said it before, the NBA draft is becoming more and more pointless, okay? The league doesn't grow and develop players anymore, okay? It is a, hey, we're going to draft you as young as we can, and you're going to go out there and play every day, and we're going to have coaches out there that sit there and game plan and strategize, and that's all they're going to do. Okay, that's fine. You're going to have players that all they do, you're going to have coaches that all they do is put together game plans and minutes strategies and matchup strategies, and that's it. They're not going to work with the players. They're not going to develop the players. Because here's the thing, guys. These players aren't developing skill sets in college that they normally used to. They're only in college for a season if they even go. And because of that, these skill sets that they should be learning in their junior and senior year of college, they're not getting it. Okay, and the NBA is not supplying it. All right, there are few coaches that can develop players in the league. Few coaches, and it's hurting the league. Back in the day, it didn't used to be like that. There were coaches that would would definitely work and develop players. Now it's not like that as much anymore. There's a lot less of them now in the league than there used to be. More coaches need to be like a Greg Popovich. Okay, who who helped to make Tim Duncan what he was, helped to make Kawhi Leonard what he is now. Okay, Kawhi Leonard may not have wanted to play there in San Antonio or whatever, but you know what? He got a lot better because of what Greg Popovich made him do and how hard he made him work early on in his career. Tony Parker, like we said, make getting his jump shot where it needed to be. Greg Popovich is a great player developer. Okay, Monty Williams is a great player developer. I mean, look what he's done. You know, Devin Booker made a huge ascension. Um, DeAndre Ayton playing so much better this year um, as he continues to progress in his early years in the league. I mean, there are guys that are better at developing players, and there needs to be more coaches that are focused on forward development because if you can build a great team and develop great players, you will be able to win. And guess what, guys? You don't have to go and spend hundreds of millions of dollars to buy a bunch of stars. You can build them if you get a coach that can develop them. So that needs to be a big focus, okay? The best developing teams in the league right now is San Antonio Spurs, Phoenix Suns, Denver Nuggets, Utah Jazz, and the Miami Heat. Those are the best places for guys who will actually develop players. And you can look at it specifically by the guys that are there. Look at what the Miami Heat have been doing with their rookies, their sophomores, you know, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn. 
I mean, those guys in Miami have been doing a great job. Eric Spolstra is amazing when it comes to developing these guys and putting them in the right position to succeed and helping them understand the game. Bam Adebayo playing amazing there too. So a lot of great players that he has helped develop so far early on. Utah Jazz. I mean, look at what they've done, okay? Rudy Gobert, yes, he's got some holes and things like that, but he's definitely been developing over the years, and I think I think he can develop more, but for their game plan and strategy, he's he doesn't need to. So that's the thing. It's not a focus of the offense. It's not hurting them um, that he can't take jump shots and things like that, all right? Denver Nuggets. I mean, Jokic is definitely progressing. Uh, Jamal Murray has made an ascension over the last couple seasons. Um, you know, Phoenix Suns, like we said, we already mentioned it. And then the Spurs, we've already mentioned it as well. And he's doing the same thing right now. Greg Popovich doing the same thing right now with Deontay Murray. Um, so great proven track record there of developing players. But that's the thing, guys. The league needs to get back into developing players because they never had to do it before. Because college would do that for you. Now, these kids are going in the league, and all they know is, I'm athletic, I'm more athletic than everybody, I'm going to go in the league, and I'm going to just dunk on everybody. I'm just going to be more athletic than everybody. I'm going to be faster than everybody. No, you're not. You're going to go there, and you're going to be just like everyone else. And you're you're going to have to develop and ascend to that next level. And if you don't, you're going to end up like Michael Beasley. Dwight Howard, DeMarcus Cousins, Ben Simmons right now. Like, you're going to end up like that. Do you want to end up like that? I don't think so. So you need to go, these kids need to go in the NBA understanding that if you choose to not go to three or four years at college, you're going to go to the NBA not ready. You are not going to be ready, and these guys need to believe that and understand that. So when they get there in rookie training camps and everything like that, they are going to be having to work their tail off and get better at their craft. And if they go in with them, that mentality, they will succeed. But so far, they haven't been because everybody feeds them with all this crap of, oh, you're NBA ready right away, you're this, you're that. Guys, you're just not. You're not. You didn't go through four years of college. You're not going to have those things well-rounded and those skills well-rounded enough to be able to just go in the league and not get better after you get there. Okay? That's just plain fact of it. All right, so shifting away from coaches and kind of the NBA philosophy on coaches and how that you know needs, needs to change and progress a little bit, um, which, by the way, guys, man – Rajon Rondo, we talked about it. I mean, Rajon Rondo knocking down shot, knocking down threes in this game. <laughs> like, uh, great great by him. Big Kentucky fan, just got to mention that. Rajon Rondo's playing really well in this game, uh, making some threes for the Clippers. Um, so just giving a shout-out to uh, UK boy Rajon Rondo there. My mom's favorite player, actually, so she'll like that I shout-out for Rondo in this one. But um, anyway, yeah, moving back. Talking about Ben Simmons, and here's the question. Do the Sixers need to trade Ben Simmons to win a title? And this is a big question everybody has right now. What I'm going to tell you is that no, they don't. They don't need to trade him to win a title because, like I said, they can develop him. Here's the problem. No one has tried to. No one has done anything with him. No one has sat there. No one in the front office, no one in the coaching staff has went in the locker room and slammed their fist down and said, hey, 
you're going to get your butt in the gym every day in the offseason, and you're going to take a 1,000 shots every day in the gym. Like, you are going to work your tail off because you need to earn this contract that we gave you. Like, they 100% should do that. Oh, wow, Devin Booker's got a got a nice bloody nose right now on the game. Anyway, sorry to get sidetracked there, guys. Um, anyway, yeah, no one has done that. So I think Ben Simmons can progress. I think he can get better. But you got you got to get people in there that know how to do it and know how to work with it know how to work with him and guys if there's anything that you can work on and get better at quickly it's shooting the ball free throws jump shots like it's a lot it's very easy to get good at that at least to the level that you need to okay the big reason that a lot of guys can't make it in the nba is because they are not they don't have the height or the athleticism okay i don't have either of those and that's why i never had a shot okay but guess what I didn't have a jump shot early on and you know later I had to develop a jump shot and I developed a jump shot that's fairly decent now I mean you can develop a jump shot you can get really good at free throws if you just practice it enough I mean I'm telling you I've seen so many people that you know they shoot free throws like Shaquille O'Neal and all of a sudden they focus on it they focus on it they focus on it and then all of a sudden their percentage just goes way up right so that's a big thing think about it um he can progress and get better. So, no, I don't think they need to train him. However, I will tell you this. It'll be a heck of a lot easier to win a championship if you do trade Ben Simmons for the simple fact that teammates don't want to play with him. They don't want to be around him. He has shown them in Philadelphia, and they feel that he is, and nobody said this word, but, I mean, read between the lines here, that he's lazy that he is <laughs> so so he, he's lazy he doesn't want to put the time and effort in he thinks he doesn't need to get better he's not willing to put the effort in to to get better um and and guys get upset with that that's why jimmy butler had such a big beef with him i guarantee it because he, he could just see this guy's not a winner he doesn't want to put the time and effort in he just thinks it's all been given to him and if you watch the game guys if you watch the series and stuff he was not engaged he wasn't engaged. He wasn't intense with anything. Like he wasn't upset and frustrated that he wasn't being able to take jump shots and get involved. Like it wasn't frustrating him that he he was hurting his team in that way. So maybe all the press conferences and things like that have made it shine to him because he's talked about now how he's going to be working in the offseason on his jump shot and stuff. But he didn't seem engaged on the court, that's for sure. And I'd be very upset by that. So if you want to make the teammates happy which is really good for your team, you may want to move on from him. I wouldn't want him on my team. That's for sure. I wouldn't want him on my team. And if I was the Sixers, I would trade him. Okay? He isn't dedicated to his game so far that we've seen. And it's been made clear by him not putting the time in the gym. Um, I would love to see them engage. And this is... Aurora and I went back and forth with NBA Trade Machine trying to figure out some things that could happen and whatnot. And, and, you know, it's untelling. There's going to be different things that happen in free agency and things like that in the offseason that will dictate whether some teams can do some deals and make things happen. But I would love to see, and Aurora would love to see them engage with the Portland Trailblazers and the San Antonio Spurs. Okay. DeMar DeRozan and Damian Lillard, I would love to see both of them end up in Philadelphia. 
moving Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons, um, and and maybe a, another piece or two that's there. You know, maybe it's Thibault or whatever, because Thibault Thibault played like garbage, so I would get rid of Thibault for sure. But um, they've got some good pieces there. I think they could move. Um, don't move Seth Curry, please. Do not do that. But if you can get Demar Derozan. As a veteran, consistent presence who can play some defense as well. You get Damian Lillard in there who's going to be able to take some pressure off Joel Embiid, move Tobias Harris, move Ben Simmons. And then, you know, if you're the Spurs, you know, I, I don't know what they're going to give up. I don't know what they'd have to move around outside of DeMar DeRozan. But I think sending Ben Simmons to the Spurs would be the best thing for him because Greg Popovich will make him get in there and work his tail off. And he could actually become a really great player in this league if he gets a guy like a Greg Popovich to push him and mentor him. Okay, That's why I want to see it. I want to see that trade happen, not just because I want to see Damian Lillard have a chance to win a championship, but because I want to see Ben Simmons have a chance to actually be good. I want to see his potential come out. And I know that if any coach can do that, it's Greg Popovich. So I doubt it would be possible. I doubt it would happen. But uh, I think it would be the best for Simmons' growth in that situation. So moving on from the Ben Simmons trade discussion, should they trade him, whatnot, um, like I said, no, they don't need to, but I would if I was them. It will be easier to win a title that way. Milwaukee Bucks, finally get all the breaks, guys, and it's about time. The Atlanta Hawks beating the Sixers the way they did. Now there is, <laughs> I'm telling you, the Bucks. The Bucks are going to stop the Hawks here. That's what it is. I mean, that's what's going to happen. Um, I just I can't imagine this game going anything more than six games. I think it's going to go five. But Atlanta has no shot in this series, in my opinion. If they do, I'll be absolutely shocked. Everybody out there listening to this, you can absolutely tell me I was wrong, and I will completely own up to it. Um but I don't see it happening. Not because Atlanta is not not good enough. I mean, they've played their way here. They've they've played their way here. Anybody that is here deserves to be here because of the way they played. But I don't see the matchup working any way in their favor. I don't see how they can make this work in their favor. Um, the Bucks have more versatile players across the board. Okay, and that's a very big difference between them and the Sixers. The Sixers, you're gonna get caught with. Joel Embiid in some pick and rolls. You're gonna get caught with some guys who you know want to fight through a screen and don't communicate certain times because there's definitely some communication issues that was going on on defense there in that series. You're not gonna have that with Milwaukee. These guys have played together for longer, and um, they they are kind of more of a veteran presence. I think they understand everything going on on defense, and um, I, I just. I think the versatility that they have is really going to help them across the board. So it's going to be easier switches on pick and rolls, um, you know, without Hunter because Hunter's hurt for the Hawks. I think Middleton's going to be an issue as well on the defensive end for the Hawks. You know, I think they're going to have a real hard time stopping Chris Middleton from getting what he wants on offense. And if he gets going, man, we've seen he can just he can go he can go nuts out there and will his team to to you know winning offensively out there. So, you know, the the other thing is you think about um you know who's going to match up on him with Hunter out. And Collins can't do it cuz he, you know, he's got to guard Giannis or Brook Lopez, one of them. Um 
and then <laughs> I mean he and he's too big and, and too slow anyway for Middleton but Gallo's too slow as well you know Herder Herder might be able to but I think Middleton's going to be able to take an athletic advantage over him as well so he should still be able to rise up get in the paint a bit back him down a bit and get some decent you know mid-range jump shots going on there so I really think it's going to hurt uh, hurt them. And Drew Holiday is a better defensive matchup for Trey Young also. Um, I think I think Drew's going to do a great job. I think if they try and get a mismatch, it's going to be maybe a Giannis Antetokounmpo on him. Well, unless you get Brooke Lopez on Trey Young in that mismatch, you're not going to have a guy that solely retreats. I mean, Giannis will go out there and he will defend you. He will, he will And he's got length, so he can step up and not step up too far um, and still be able to guard that three-point shot. So, I, I yeah, like I said, I think it's going to be a big matchup problem. Again, all the credit to Atlanta Hawks. I don't take anything away from them in the series. Uh, it was surprising to me that they beat the Sixers, but, you know, I, I, nothing to take away from them. They played their way to where they are, and they rightfully deserve to be there. So I have no, you know, I'm – I'm not going to sit and say they're a bad team or anything like that. I just don't see the matchup working well in this scenario for them. I mean, honestly, <laughs> honestly, guys, I'll, I'll tell you that if if Kyrie Irving was going to be hurt the way that he was at the end of the Nets series, uh, I mean, the Nets would have been a better matchup for Atlanta. That I mean, they just would have been because you you would have been able to get a lot more mismatches out there on defense than what I think you're going to be able to get with the Milwaukee Bucks. So um, very interesting to, to see how it plays out. You know, hopefully it's a good series. I mean, yeah, I'd love to see it go six games. I don't think it's going to. I think it's going to be a gentleman sweep. I think they might get one game in that series, um, and that'll, have to, that'll be a game where Trey Young has to completely go bonkers. Right? He's going to have to put up you know, a 55-plus point night, I think, to get a, a win in that series. And, and I think they'll, they'll get one of those. But, um, you know, I, I don't see them getting two games. I don't see it going to six. Um, I, I really think it's going to end up going five. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on it. Anyway, we'll give an update on the – uh, moving away from that, we'll give an update on the Suns um, Clippers right now. So Suns up 75 to 71 at the end of the third quarter um, at this at the time of this recording. And um, you know, guys, from what I've been seeing in this game, and you know, Booker Booker's been out for a little bit here with uh, the bloodied face. That I, like I said, you know, Patrick Beverly like <laughs> they headbutted him basically. Uh, so they both had a bloodied up face. Um, and, and even with him out, the, the Suns have been fine. Uh, they, they've been doing well. Here's the thing about the Phoenix Suns is, you know, you talk, I talked about versatility with the Milwaukee Bucks, the Phoenix Suns, and, and just from really watching it in this game, like really focusing on, on looking out for this, they are probably the most versatile team in the NBA right now. They can go big, they can go small, they can hit you with the matchups they 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 need to hit you with at any given time. You know they've got any they've got so many players that can step up and play well. You know, yes, Booker's gonna do his thing. He's struggling a bit tonight, but he's still playing well. 
Um, DeAndre Ayton, who's playing amazing, you know, best of his career. I think he's he's playing the best of his career, I think, right now. Um, and he's a great defensive presence also. But then you look at the role players. And we're not talking about Chris Paul yet because he hasn't even come back. But when he does, this is only going to get better. But right now, Cam um, Cameron Payne is going absolutely nuts. He, he's playing amazing. Like, probably the best game of his career right now in this game right here. Um, so he's playing one of his best games. But the other guys, you know, Crowder hasn't really stepped up all that much in this game. You know, typically he's he's pretty good to get some threes in there. Um, you know, Bridges hasn't played all that. I mean, he's put, he's made some great defensive plays, but it's not like it's not like he's going to going to go off for thirty points here. Um, and then you know, uh, Cam Johnson, that that's a guy that can come in, make some shots get some things going for them I mean they, they've got consistency in the fact that all of their guys can step up and make plays when they need to okay and I think that's going to be the big challenge here for the Clippers because if you look at the Clippers you look at what's going on in this game and it's kind of similar to the first game it, it's almost like you look at the Clippers and look at what's going on, it's like, well, that's never going to happen again. And that's what happened in the first game. In the first game, you saw guys step up. You saw guys hitting shots and things like that. And you're like, man, that that's everything that they can do. Like, they literally had a great game. They had guys step up and play better than they, they normally do or better than we anticipate, and they still lost, okay? Here's the thing. Rajon Rondo's been hitting threes in this game, guys. Reggie Jackson's doing his thing. Paul George is doing his thing. Like, these guys are doing everything they're supposed to be doing. They're clicking on all cylinders. You know, even Zubac has, has played pretty well in this uh, in this game. and I mean, the series so far, but in this game uh, as well. And it's like, what else can they do? You know, what else can they do? I think the only thing that they didn't have the other night is Rajon Rondo hitting threes. Well, guess what? He's doing that tonight. And, yeah, those guys that stepped up so much and everybody was thinking, oh, they're not going to be able to, you know, they're not going to be able to put up those numbers again. They're not. They're, they're still playing well. But they're doing exactly what we thought. They can't consistently keep putting up those numbers. So, yeah, they're putting up a great effort. I give them a ton of credit. The Clippers are playing them hard. They're putting up great effort. They've got a good game plan in place. And they're really, really making a game of this. Um, But what I'm seeing and what I'm finding is that the Suns are... The Suns have the ability when they need to get a bucket that they can get one. The Suns have that ability in this game, and I think this will go this way the rest of the series too. When when they come out and they need to get a bucket, say that say that they go up eight points and all of a sudden the the Clippers make a you know six point run and they get close again. Okay, well the Suns are going to be able to come down and be able to get a bucket to stop that run. They can get a bucket when they need to in this series, and the Clippers. I don't think can do that from what I've been seeing. Now, I like that they're playing Luke Kennard more. I like that they're playing, you know, Rajon Rondo a bit more. Um, 
you know, I, I, I really enjoy some of the guys that they're playing more. You know, Terrence Mann's getting a lot more minutes and stuff now. Like, I like that they're playing them more because I think it helps them in the game plan and the strategy for this series. But there's still going to be mismatches and things on the defensive end because those guys, yes, they may be able to step up offensively, but they're going to they're gonna get burnt on the defensive end because you don't have a Kawhi Leonard out there as well. And that's going to be the huge problem. So if Paul George can't put up a 40-pointer, okay, if he, if he can't come out and put up 40 points, they're, they're not going to have a chance to get a win. Um, and that's just, it, and it's nothing against them. They're, they're missing their main guy, and you, know, you can't fault them for that. I give them a ton of credit. They're playing amazing. They're probably playing the best that they can play without Kawhi Leonard. So a lot of credit to them, a lot of credit to the coaching staff. They're doing a really, really wonderful job out there. Um, and, yeah, you know, you just, you just got to give them a lot of credit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Suns, it doesn't show it on the scoreboard, but, you know, they, they've really kind of been in control this entire game. And, uh, you know, every time they need to get a bucket, they get a bucket. Like, I, I, can't, I, I can't remember, but I want to say probably since the second quarter, the Clippers probably haven't led in this game. And it's probably, you know, I, I might be wrong on that, but that's just how it feels because it just feels like, you know, hey, every time they get close, Phoenix says, all right, let's go down and, you know, let's let's actually run our offense here. Let's get an easy bucket. You know, let's let's get a nice open shot and they can get it. They can get it, you know, kind of when they want. They have the great, the the good matchups in the way uh, when something's going on or they need to make a play. They have the matchups that they can put out there that can do that. So, um, interesting series. I think it's going to be really neat to see what happens when they go home. Uh, you know, like I said, Paul George might be able to put up 40 points. He might be able to put up more when he goes home. And then that might be able to allow them to, you know, even the score a little bit. Um, you know, out there and, and, and maybe steal a, a game or two. Um, again, me and Aurora think this will go six games. Um, I think they will get, you know, one at home. Um, I think they'll, they'll probably have to steal one on the road. Um, but yeah, I think they're, I, I think they're going to be done, um, in six. Uh, I, I, I do think that Phoenix will end up taking it, um, in in game six but yeah let's let's see how it keeps going uh like i said paul george can come out there and go nuts we've seen him will his team to wins before when he was with the pacers and things like that and you know he he willed them past their their previous opponent in the previous series so um you know i'm excited for what the clippers are doing i love watching paul george play he's one of my favorite players to watch and you know the fact that he is you know being the main focus of this team and really making sure that they're firing on all cylinders, you know. I mean, you've got the right guys there to do it. Paul George, Rajon Rondo, um, you know, I mean, th- those guys are super smart players, and they're going to make the right plays. They're going to do the right things um, out there and help their team understand what they need to do to win. You know, Nick Batum's playing like a veteran stuff out there too and, and really playing playing a lot younger um, than what he, what he is right now. So, um I do love the series. I think it's great. But, yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. I don't want to get to where I'm rambling on and stuff because, you know, I could talk about this this series quite a bit because I, I love a lot of what's going on in the series. I, I do love a lot of the guys that are getting a chance to step up and make great plays now because you've got Chris Paul out and you've got Luke Kennard, or, and Leonard, Kawhi Leonard out. But um, 
yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap things up, let you guys get back to your day because we're getting close to that uh, 40-minute mark here. We're probably going to go just over that. But what do you guys think of the podcast? Um, you know, what did you think of the episode? Do you think Ben Simmons, Simmons needs to get traded? I mean, the guy had the worst free throw percentage in the history of the NBA playoffs. Um, you know, he clearly hurt his team offensively. He had a wide-open dunk and didn't dunk the ball he passed it to a teammate instead I mean what, what do you think they need to do do you think they need to trade Ben Simmons do you think they're gonna trade Ben Simmons where would you like to see him go what would you like to see happen um and yeah what do you guys think about the Bucks Hawks series and what do you think about the Suns Clippers series uh we're very excited here as the NBA uh continues to heat up and regardless of where it goes now there will be uh two teams that we will definitely be rooting for in the finals so it'll be awesome for us to get to watch that um as it continues but yeah with that being said we'll let you guys get back to your day probably we'll have an episode on friday this week we'll see um if not we'll talk to you again on monday um or we'll talk to you on friday let's uh let's see a little bit later how the news goes and everything um but yeah that being said from aurora and i thank you guys have a great one